Hi guys, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I'm very excited about this week's episode as we are going to be talking about seeking validation. So let's kind of get into this topic on this week. Um, What's always really interesting to me is when God gives me um, topics, Um, I'll write them down. I have a notebook that I write them down in. And then as he leads and guides me, I just, you know, I'll work on that particular topic, whatever he gives me, scriptures and that type of thing. I just, you know, flow with the Holy Spirit, of course. And what's funny is I have like all these other topics and titles, but he sent me literally to like the 10th or 15th page where I have this title written and it's seeking validation and so he impressed it upon my heart to make this this week's episode I know that he knows what he's doing so we're gonna go with what the Holy Spirit said do and we're gonna let him flow in the way that he needs to flow I believe even as I say this right now that you know he's speaking to me and even healing things um, in my heart and in my mind and I you know it's my prayer that it will also absolutely do the same thing for you regardless of the season that you're in regardless of what you may be experiencing what you may be encountering in this season um, however God is um, desiring to use you however he is Uh, speaking to you whatever it is that he's speaking to you and that he desires for you to know in this time and in this season I just encourage you in the Holy Spirit right now to just go with the flow of it and allow him to speak to those things speak to those places those particular circumstances so that you can get the instruction, get the revelation, get the healing, and that you can continue to move forward in the things of God. Um, We have to be really mindful that, you know, when God moves in a certain way, when God uh, speaks to us in a certain way, it's for a reason. It's never by accident or happenstance. It's not an incident. It's not a you know, coincidence or anything like that. There's a, there's a specific and particular reason that he moves in the way that he does. And so I'm grateful for the way that he moves and how he is speaking. And so we're going to go with the Holy Spirit as we talk about seeking validation on this week. So um, if you've ever listened to the podcast, you know, I always look at definitions for words I think it's just important it gives us you know just certain context for things Um, and I hope that even in that it just causes you to look at things a different way or just think of things differently just to consider Um, and hopefully it will change you know just your perspective or your thought process on thought process 
um, when it comes to validation. So when we think about validation, we think about an act or a process that validates. So when we talk about something being uh, validated, we think about confirming. Um, it corroborates. It, it justifies. It means that we're recognized. It establishes something. It, it, it um, adds legitimacy to something when we think about validate, just like when, you know, we validate, um, our parking, that means we have the legal right to park there within that certain amount of time or certain period of time. We can be in this parking lot in this space from this time to this time. When we, you know, get our driver's license, then that means that we, uh, can legally operate a motor vehicle because we have adhered to all of the rules, regulations, laws, requirements. You know, we've we've uh, met the standards. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, and so, this basically, when when something is validated, it says that it's good. It makes sense. It's rational. It's what it's supposed to be. Well founded. It's valid. That's it's it's it is what it's supposed to be. So that's what we oftentimes think of when we think about validation. But what happens when we get into a space, we get into a place that we are not seeking validation for the right reasons or not even that when we're seeking validation What happens when it comes to, you know, where do we get off where we're looking for this validation? How do we get to that place? We start out, say, even in our walk with God, we start out and we're completely on fire for God. We're, you know, we're surrendered in our minds, you know, and this is what we desire to do and how we desire to do it and be it and all this kind of great stuff. And somewhere along the way, when people, when people, when people recognize, pat us on the back, acknowledge, they give a validation, you know, because there are people, let's be honest, there are people that we respect or we look up to. um, We admire, we may even desire to be like them, but let's put a, let's, let's pause right there to say this. We are never to duplicate anybody. We're all original copies, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I even take that back to say original copies because copy means you're duplicating something. We're all originals. We are masterpieces in God's eyes. He created each and every one of us in a very specific strategic way for a very specific purpose. And so we're all originals. We're not to duplicate. We are to replicate him here in the earth. But I can't do what he did in the way that he did it. He gave me to do what needs to be done in a way that's specific to me. 
I can't do it like my brother or my sister. I can't do it like my best friend. I do it the way that he has called me to do it. And so it's going to be unique. It's going to be different. It's going to be unusual. Amen. Okay. So, okay, now we're back to our regular schedule program. So when people start to recognize and see certain things in us, then we veer off to more wanting to please them and be validated by them for them to call our name, for them to acknowledge us, for them to speak well of us to other people that may have that type of impact or influence or a higher level of impact and influence. And we talked about impact last week. So if you didn't catch that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. And that may be why the Holy Spirit has me moving in the way that he has me moving. But what happens is that we now start to focus on what the people are saying or how the people see us as opposed to what God says and how God sees us. Because his viewpoint of us never changes. However, the viewpoint and the perspective of people, we know it always changes. So how did we get off? So here are three things that God shared with me as to how that happens. The first thing is we always play to the crowd. For some of us, that's just been our main focus. We can even look at the lives of celebrities. You know, they want to be famous. They may start out, let's, and I won't say that's everybody's. For some, for some, this has really been, music has been their passion. It's been their dream. They want to share their art. They want to share their music, their creativity with the world. And then that they get the opportunity. So now you are praised and adored by people. So then now it becomes the gift and the curse because you still want your anonymity. You still want privacy. You still want to, you know, you want to now dictate when you are loved, Jesus, and when you don't want the world to see you sounds a little double-minded to me but what happens in this society as we know is everything is fair game there is no privacy there is no hidden peace hidden place hidden part everything is for human consumption so you sacrifice one thing for another you want to be famous you want to share your gift with the world okay well then What happens, unfortunately, because now the world thinks that they own you and they have a right to your life and, you know, down to what type of toothpaste you use, um, they feel like because I've invested, because I've spoken well of you, because I have given you this, because I've shared my platform, because I've introduced you to these people, because I spoke your name in this room, notice the you, 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 me, me, me. Now I own you. Now you owe me something. Now you have to give back what I gave you. And that's the exchange. And so we sometimes, if we're not careful, we start playing to the crowd. We start playing to the people. 
we start out with pure intentions, but somehow, some way, at some point in time, it starts to move over and shift to now it's the people that we're concerned with. We want the people to see us. Y'all forgive me if I sniff and I'm sipping a little tea. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that we always did it for them and not him. This has been a thing that God has been just saying constantly in my spirit for the last you know, couple of months is that, you know, we are oftentimes more concerned about them instead of about him. And so we either start out one of two ways. We start out with very pure heart, very pure intentions. It's all about him and we deviate over to them. Or we started out straight up. It was all about them. When we look at people that are famous, quote unquote, influencers, quote unquote, you know, it was all about them to begin with. For most of them, they want to be famous. They want to be TikTok famous. They want to be Instagram famous or whatever the, you know, whatever it is. It's not because you truly wanted to let his light shine through your life. It was all about them to begin with. And them are the very ones that will lift you up one day and vilify you the next. It is them that will put you on, but then tear you down the very next moment when you don't do what they want you to do. When you decide that you're going to cut the strings and no longer be the puppet to their puppet master, then there's a problem and there's an issue. My God. And so we have to make sure that however we start this next chapter, this next book, this next season, this, you know, if we're going into a season where there's going to be a trial and, or a testing, we have to make sure that he is the primary focus because he's the only one that can bring us through it. He brings us to it, but we have to also trust him to bring us through it. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to stop and think for a minute, am I doing this for him or am I doing this for them? Am I trying to feed or fulfill some selfish need within myself, some type of validation for myself because people didn't see me in the past. People laughed at me. People mocked me. People, I wasn't in the cool kids club. I wasn't popular in high school. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to date me. So now because I do this, now the people love me. Now I will get the attention now, you know, so we have to be very, very clear and very, very mindful on what side of the coin we're sitting on. The last thing that God shared with me is that we never saw our own value to begin with. Our value 
was always determined and dictated by them. It's what our mama said. It's what our daddy didn't say. It's what our grandmama told us. It's what, you know, our boyfriend in high school didn't do or didn't say. It's what the the professor in college said about us. It's what the school counselor didn't. It's always, always someone else. So therefore, we suffer from low self-esteem. We don't have respect for ourselves. It, it's um, always doing things and becoming a part of things because we want to feel loved and accepted and seen and whatever it is. Even though we may say it's for another reason that we really probably in our hearts really want to believe that that is the case because we really do want that to be the outcome. We may really want God to get the glory out of our lives. We may really want God to use us. We really may want to have positive kingdom impact in the earth. However, what happens is that we go through this, this set of crazy ritualistic things to seek the approval of people And at the end of the day, they don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. They don't make the final decision when it comes to your eternal place, your eternal seat. Mm, Jesus. And And I can say that even in myself, I've been guilty of that. Wanting to be a part of things, be a part of uh, organizations to to be included because it's what you see other people doing. And that has a cost. There's a high price to pay. I had to make a decision because it was a very clear, a very crisp, a very distinct instruction from God to walk away from an organization that I've been serving in for the past three years. And it was hard because I was worried about what the people would think. I was worried about what the people would say. All that matters is what God is saying to me. And for me to continue to delay my obedience means that I'm still disobeying God. There is something that he's called me to that is greater and higher. And I can no longer afford to have that on my plate and seek validation in a place that was never going to validate me to begin with, even though my heart was pure as to why I wanted to be a part. The focus quickly shifted and changed it. He had to give me different eyesight. He had to give me different vision, a different thought process that I need you to focus over here on this because this is what I created you to do. I created you to build. I created you to shepherd. I created you to be a part of laying the groundwork. I I created you to plant. My God. Thank you, Jesus. And so I now need your focus over here. You served, you you got to learn, see things, observe certain things. But 
that is no longer where I need you, that does not fit into where I need you to be. It does not fit into my plan for your life, Vanessa. I hear you so clearly, Holy Spirit. And so when we no longer are seeking the validation for something that was never really meant for us to have in the first place, there's a different level of clarity that comes. This is not my notes. This is the Holy Spirit. There's a different level of peace that comes. There's a different level of understanding that comes. And what you find out is that it was never about the validation to begin with. Really, you were on this road seeking a path trying to see where God could get the glory out of your life by being in certain places, being in certain situations. But yet what we find is oftentimes we can end up being successful in the wrong assignment because we try to place ourselves, put ourselves, place ourselves, assign ourselves to places that we were never originally intended to be in. And that can oftentimes be a hard pill to swallow. That can oftentimes be very difficult um, to deal with. But the more that we embrace it and the more that we deal with it, the better off we are. And we can now just, we can put that down and we can put that behind us and we can move forward. You feel a little bit lighter knowing that you have put something down that. was really never yours to to carry in the first place. It was never really your responsibility, but because God is so gracious and kind to us, he gave us grace to go a certain distance. But we have to also know when that, that grace expires in that area. And we have to know, okay, it's time to shift. It's time for me to move over here. Because the grace for this particular thing has expired. My, 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 my validation pass for this has expired. I, I need to get back over here, seek the face of God for where he originally intended for me to be in the first place. And so we put those things down and we now begin to transform our thoughts. So our transformative thought for the week is really, really simple. And it's something that oftentimes we hear ourselves saying and we say and we recite, I am chosen. There's a song that I love. She says, I am chosen. I am who you say I am. 
I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. I love that song. So our transformative thought is very simple. This is something that you can write and put on your mirror. You can say this to yourself every day. It's an affirmation. It could be a prayer prompt. It could be a journaling prompt. It can cause you to do a deep dive into the Bible and what the word of God says about you. But we always must remember that we are in fact chosen. I am chosen. Now that is. You can put a period on. You can put an exclamation point. There is no common. There is no no buts. No ifs. I am chosen. Amen. Let's look at Galatians 1. And I love how this particular passage of scripture just causes us to really look um at ourselves I'm going to do this from the message version of the Bible because I love how the message version is is like how we talk today it's almost like check yourself low-key petty but this is something that you really need to consider so we're going to look at Galatians 1 10 through 12 and it says do you think I speak this strongly in order to manipulate crowds or court favor with God, or get popular applause. If my goal was popularity, I wouldn't bother being Christ's slave. Know this, I am most emphatic here, friends. This great message I delivered to you is not mere human optimism. I didn't receive it through the traditions and I wasn't taught it in some school. I got it straight from God, received the message directly from Jesus Christ. So when we talk about validation, when we talk about God's purpose and plan for our life. Paul makes it very clear as he talks to the church um, at Galatia. He lets them know that the things that he's saying, these letters that he's writing, it's not for them to be oohed and awed and wowed by his words. It has nothing to do with any of that. He's making it clear that if he was doing it for that reason, that he would not be the servant of Christ that he was. He's not doing this for applause. He's not doing this for people to talk about him and and make him the idol. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's doing this because he received it through direct revelation from Jesus Christ and that he was persuaded that this was the life for him. This is his defense of his ministry. And that was the final say-so 
on that and to hopefully help those in the Galatian church to understand that this should be their same heart posture. This should be their same mindset. I even look at verse 15 in the amplified version. He says, but when God who had chosen me and set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I may preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone for guidance regarding God's call and his revelation to me. So when God has called you to do a certain thing, know that you were chosen. Know that you were chosen. So therefore, there's there's the, the validation. I can even take it a step further in saying because God rescued your life. God saved you. For some of us on multiple occasions. And because he adopted you into his family is all of the validation that you should ever need. Because he could have left you where you were in your sin, in the muck, in the mire, in the filth. He could have left you in all of those things. But he chose you. He made a different decision. He left the 99 to come and get you. Amen. So going forward, here are some things that you can now use as transformative truths as you walk in the revelation, in the confirmation, in the affirmation, in the validation of knowing that you are chosen and set apart, as verse 15 told us. So not only did he choose you, but then you were set apart. Take these things into consideration. Take these things as things that you will do going forward. Take these things as things that I know for myself are tried and true that I practice on repeat, especially now more than ever. Number one, stop trying to satisfy people that will never be satisfied. My God, people always move the meter. People always move the mark. People always uh, will tell you if you do this, then you can get this. They throw you that little bone. And then when you get to that, then that's not quite enough. How you got to do this. And most of the time, people that do that, they're really not satisfied with themselves. They just happen to get a little piece of power, get some control. They were given a title. They were given a position. So now they make enough for all of the times in the past that they were not seen and validated by people that they thought could validate them or see them or put them in a better position of power. 
so they abuse it and misuse it. So stop trying to satisfy people that will never be satisfied. And they probably have never been satisfied. They have just covered it up with a bunch of ego and bravado and attitude. And they always tell you they're good and da-da-da-da-da, but they're really not. There's something still hurting and broken. But we love to say that because that's the response. If you've been in church, you know, all of your life, we know how to say, how you doing, blessed and highly favored? I'm good over here. But sometimes you can even tell in the way they're saying it, it's a defense mechanism. There's something that they're not quite yet satisfied with. So is God truly doing the restorative work on the inside of them? Or are we still trying to operate in that percentage in and of ourselves and not letting ourselves truly just be still for him to do that work? These are just things to ponder, not to cause you to now judge and condemn another individual but just something to carefully consider because please I want you to understand even as you listen to this podcast and there may be things that you've encountered and dealt with allow it to be something that causes you to have compassion because everybody has a different rate of maturity that everybody grows and matures at at different times and different levels experiencing different seasons and things in their life so We're not all on the same level spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, mentally. We're just not. And so we can't judge and think that we're up here and a person is beneath us because we don't know what they're going through. We don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know what they're encountering. We don't know if they're in the middle of a storm, about to go into a storm, if they're coming out of a storm. We don't know. And we make assumptions But normally, if we really take the time to think about it in a non-judgmental way, not to be critical, usually people are not satisfied with themselves and that's the way they try to have control over people. There's, it's one thing to raise the level of expectation because you can see a difference being made in a place. There's great impact going forward and the vision is being validated through the lives that are being changed, people that are being greatly impacted for the better and then there's fruit in their life or in that ministry or that organization or whatever the case may be. But it's another thing when a person takes that power and control into themselves and now they think that they're doing it. That's where we just need to be mindful. Okay, number two, imitation is not the highest form of flattery. When God said this, I was like, Lord, we say that all the time. Well, you know, imitation is the highest form of flattery. We are to duplicate Christ, not replicate man. I think I may have said it backwards earlier. A lot of times we try to duplicate man. We try to be like somebody else. We like the way somebody preaches. We like the way, you know, and then we always say, well, they, that's imitation is the highest form of flattery. And the thing about it is we should not be trying to imitate. We should be not imitating man. Our lives should be to where we are duplicating or replicate. I really just, I think I said it right the first time. So we're going to rewind. We are to (laughs) 
replicate Christ, not duplicate man. We, I should not be trying to be like another person. I need to be like Christ. I need to replicate that in the earth. That's what needs to show up and manifest more here in the earth. It should be the manifestation of his glory, of more of heaven reigning here on earth, not me trying to be like somebody else who's already doing it. They're flowing in the way they're supposed to flow because that's the way he created them to flow. He created me to flow in a totally different way. So why would I deviate from the plan and try to duplicate that that somebody else is doing? I am to replicate him here in the earth. I am to be more like him. I am to demonstrate that amongst the believers. And here's the last thing. Stop letting people tell you who you are. We get so poisoned. We get so distracted. We get so frustrated. We get uh, the spirit of offense. We, We allow the spirit of depression. We allow this spirit of people pleasing. We allow the spirit of anxiety to overtake us. And we try to become what people tell us that we are. We have a gift. We have an anointing from God. And people start to pervert it because they start to tell us how gifted, how anointed we are. And we appreciate the compliment and the praise, but we can't get so high off of that supply that we forget the one who gave it to us. And now we operate based on what people have said to us or what people told us that we are or how we should use the gift. We should always be seeking the Father as to how to use the gifts that were given so freely to us. Because just as he gave the gifts, he can take them away. If we are not responsible, if we don't steward the gifts well, if we're not seeking him for wisdom and knowledge and understanding and revelation, he gives us the witty ideas. He gives us the creativity. He not only gives us the gift, but he fosters the environments for those gifts to flourish. And so stop letting people tell you who you are and how to use your gifts. I believe that we would be so much so much more peaceful and live in so much more freedom if we would give up the opinions of others, if we would stop seeking the validation of others. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of surrender. It takes a lot of strength to let go of that. But I also say in just as much as it takes that, there's a humility. There's a contrite heart. And there is a level of obedience that as time progresses, it becomes easier and easier to do it. Because you know it's not him. Because you've made that decision for, you know, it's him that you live and it's for him that you 
you know, will die to all of these things so that people will see him when they see you, so that people will hear him when you speak, so people will know that they have been in his presence once you physically leave a place. That it's not that we just do these things when we're in church, but that we are the church wherever we go. Stop seeking validation and remember that you are chosen. Father, we thank you for reminding us that we are chosen and set apart for such a time as this in the earth. Father, we confess that we have sought the validation of man, that we have sought the approval of people that do not have the impact and influence that they think they may have, especially if their intentions and motives are not pure, that if they are seeking the attention for themselves, for position and greed, God forgive us for seeking that for ourselves. And we ask for the mercy of those that have sought that, for those that continue to seek that. God, we desire to start fresh and new in this place, in this hour, in this chapter of our lives. God, we need your glory. We need your wisdom. We need your understanding, God, as, as we are already validated when you gave your son on the cross at Calvary, we are already validated when you wake us up each and every morning and put your breath in our body. We are validated, Father, when you protect us from accidents and, and from things causing harm and even death to us, God. We thank you that you constantly remind us that we are validated, that we have a place, that we have purpose, and you have a plan for our lives. May we never walk in the valley of doubt and fear and unbelief to the voices that have said things to the people that have tried to do things to make us think and feel otherwise God we remember that we are chosen and not forsaken and that we are who you say that we are in the name of Jesus amen amen and amen Thank you for being with me on this week. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you will go back and listen to some other episodes. I hope that you will join me again on next week for another brand new episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I would love to hear from you. Leave your questions, comments, even ideas for podcast topics that you would like to hear discussed here. Keep showing up. And keep doing your work. And remember, I am always, always rooting for you. Until next time.